What's going on, guys? My name's Chris. I'm with my co-host, JP Flowen, and thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Success Agent Podcast, where we're going to talk about strategies to help real estate agents sell more homes by spending less time and less money to do so, all with 21st century modern business tactics. Now, you can catch us live here on our Facebook page every single Wednesday at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, or you can also follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We're pretty much everywhere. Um, if you do go to any of those sites, definitely give us a review and let us know how we're doing. Um, so last week, our topic was following up like a human and making sure that your direct outreaches feel real and you're creating that human connection to further that um, the transaction. And this week, we're going to be talking about creating content that kills, um, really feeding your audience what they want to be fed and making sure that they understand that you're the real pro in your area. Now. JP, you create a lot of content on several different channels, so you've got a lot of things going on at once, and of course, that's really hard to manage, but with all of that, you've learned kind of the ins and outs, right? You've kind of figured out what works and what doesn't. Um, what kind of platforms are you using right now to get your message out there? So right now, the biggest thing I'm using right now is Facebook. I mean, is mm -hmm. contrary to popular belief, Facebook is not dead. It's not going anywhere. Um, you know, I mean, there's billions of users out there right now. So, I mean, there's, the, the reality of it is, is that it's not, it's going to be one of the primary drivers for business right now. And then everything's kind of shifting over towards Instagram. Um, you know, you can do Instagram business pages now. And, and you know, Twitter is still out there. Twitter's not, it's not dead per se, uh, but it is a very niche audience right now. So the biggest yeah. thing is, is knowing exactly how you're going to use these different platforms to grow your audience. Cause the reality of it is, is that different people use different things for different reasons. And so you've got to be able to cater your content towards those different platforms. So are people actually saying that Facebook is dead? You know, some people are saying that, it, well, not dead in the sense that, you know, no one's using it, but dead in the sense of yeah. using it as a tool to grow your business. Uh, yeah, I follow a lot of like consultant entrepreneurs and I think Facebook is like the, the winning ticket, man. You get your audience, it's easy to collect that audience. It's easy to, you know, get your message out there to those people. And the platform, I mean, we're so used to it. It's what, like over 10 years old now? Um, uh, it's just like five. Okay. So 24 years old. Um, or not 95, 2005. I'm sorry. 2000. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, over. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's right at 10 years old. Yeah. I, it's just so easy to use. And I would find that really hard to believe that it's going it's anywhere. It's like Google plus, they just pulled the plug on, uh, on Google plus. Um, it just never gained any traction and, my belief is it's because of Facebook, you know, you're not going to, people are not going to migrate away from Facebook when they have Instagram, which is another massive social media channel, which is kind of like that static, um, just like mostly images. Of course there is video. That's how they killed Vine, but mostly just static images. It's easy to scroll through. It's kind of just like a time passer, but then you have Facebook, which is kind of like that big, that big platform that you can just get everything done. I mean, you look at, they have like marketplace on there now. Um, they have, they're doing Facebook, um, kind of like novels. I forget who just started that some kind of chef, 
but you can actually read novels in Messenger now, kind of like a Kindle. Have you heard that before? No. Yeah. Dude, so I, you like know, I, I, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a prediction of the future of the five companies that are going to own everything. And uh, Facebook is one of them. Google is the other one. And then it's yeah. going to be some food company and probably an auto manufacturer. And that's going to be it. Everybody else is going to be dead. <laughs> You know, and it's, gonna, you know, and I mean, and, and I think eventually the internet in and of itself is going to be housed in some kind of social platform because Probably. it's easier to get into something and then get crowdsource all of your feedback instantly, you know, because your audience can instantly see that you're on there with alerts and all these other things. And then you can go in there and you can be like, Hey, we're going to buy these draperies. And you can be in the social platform and literally see who's online and be like, do a quick poll. Do I want to do this one or this one as you're in the store? So you can literally get 25, 30, 40 people give you feedback instantly. Like all of a sudden, like right now it's like, okay, well I can't think on my own anymore. So I'm going to crowdsource <laughs> decisions in life. So, you know, do I get cheddar or do I get mozzarella, you know, and you can do a poll right there and you can crowdsource all of your decisions in life. So people won't ever have to learn anything. They can just crowdsource all of their life's decisions and be like, should I read a book today or should I watch a movie, you know, and all this stuff. I mean, you'll be able to crowdsource yeah. all of your decisions. It'll be like instantaneous Wikipedia, like right now. Right. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. But you could do either. I, I kind of agree with what you're saying because it's almost like, what's the point of going anywhere else? You know, you can do a Google search for like blogs or you can just stay on Facebook in a group and just ask your question and get your question immediately answered. I think blogs are kind of a thing of the past almost, I would say. I mean, I know I'm not on any blogs unless I'm doing like some deep research. But even then, there's geniuses out there in on Facebook. You just go get that information, right? Absolutely. I think uh, it's going to come down to the simple fact that, you know, as we decline in our physical interactions, all of our decisions, you know, everything's going to be a, a digital interaction for the most part. I mean, you're still obviously going to, you know, people are still going to go to the bars. People are still going to invite people over for dinner or whatever. But uh, from a day-to-day -day perspective, you know, what people really want is they want to see your life recorded online. And then they, right. you know, it's almost like a choose your own adventure. Like you're doing your life. People are watching like big brother. And then literally like you could have a poll pop up right in the middle of, Oh, well do I pee standing or sitting today? You know, <laughs> like really? Like that's a life's decision. Hey, why not? Why is it it? You know, and, and <laughs> literally have like all these dumb things that are crowdsourced. So it's kind of like what, you know, when they were like in, the, I think it was in the sixties or seventies when they were trying to do smell a vision, you know, where they were having like little devices that, you know, like they would shoot off different smells while there was a TV show going on, you know, and it's literally now you can literally do that. I could literally, like if everything was touchscreen, I could be like, no, don't go left, go right. Cause it's more safer, you know? And then it's like, what does the crowd think, you know? And then everyone can just decide in real life, like, you know, or do I go to the zoo with my kids today? Or do we go to Disney World? You know, like, it's just like, seriously, that's what people want. People want to live vicariously through other people. 
Yeah. You know, because they're like, I can't, I'm never going to be that person. I'm never going to be rich. I'm never going to do that. You know? And it's like, it reminds me of, there was a, a, a CNN or something television special on Michael Jackson. And he was like walking through this mall. And because, you know, Michael was so popular that nobody, he couldn't go anywhere without basically being like berated with nonsense. And so he ended up having to rent the entire mall out, some high-end mall, and I think it was in California somewhere. He rents out the entire mall, right? He pays all of the staff in the entire mall to continue working as if there was people working there. He's the only one in the mall. Because he wanted to have this, like, I wanted to know what it was like to shop in a, in a shopping mall. You can look it up on YouTube. It's insane. So, and this was right at the time when Michael didn't really have all the wealth that he used to have. It was kind of like in between a couple of albums that didn't do so hot. And uh, he goes into this, like, crazy high-end antique store. And he starts picking out these insane items that nobody in their right mind would buy just because it was just ridiculously gaudy and super expensive. So the guy's running the store and Michael's like, um, so I, I, I really, I really want that right there. And in the, the store, the guy that's with him goes, Michael, that thing is $10,000. It was just like this stupid statue. And it was like ugly as all get out. And he's like, um, but I really, I, I, do, I want that. And the guy goes, okay. And he's thinking in his mind, Michael, you don't have that kind of money. But he's like, I want, you know, he's just, in, just indignant about it. He's like, I want that thing, you know. And so they're walking around and the guy, the guy picks out another piece of art on the wall. The piece of art's like 15 grand. And he's like, and I want that one and that one. And just think of the, like, if, if we had the technology back then, and then, you know, Michael's like, well, let's just see what the crowd wants to do. <laughs> like, should we pick the one on the left or the one on the right? You know? <laughs> and so, I mean, that, and people would, I mean, dude, he could have made all the money live right there. It's true. Yeah. Pay a dollar and I'll pick the one on the left. Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? You know? And he could have made, raised all the money in 14 seconds. And then they'd be like, all right, I'm going to pick the really ugly one with all the gold on it put that one in my back pocket thank you uh michael we can't put that in your back pocket because your pocket's not that big as a matter of fact your pants don't have any pockets i don't care i'm michael jackson make it happen you know like what <laughs> who are you right now <laughs> like, but it would have just been amazing dude like it would have just been like everybody would have just been like that is what we need to you know that's where life's going you know so getting back on track with you know how does that <laughs> yeah. affect way the way we use it's you know our social, social <laughs> down to like um uh so if you're if you're doing any meet you know whatever it is social whatever it is so you have to understand what these platforms are so mm-hmm. so twitter generally speaking is a news platform so if you're, you know, watching current events, if you're listening to different news and you want to, you know, give out your opinions and do those kinds of things, and that is the platform for that. So Twitter is basically like, this is so-and-so's coming to town, you know, um, this such and such, you know, in real estate specifically, like, you know, coming soon's, 
you know, brand new listings, you know, that's a really good platform for that. Mm. So if you're, if you're doing Instagram, for instance, Instagram is really basically like, what are you going to give value to your audience? What's the value that you give? So it's really a good spot for brand recognition. It's really good for, you know, these are some cool things that we're doing. Um, these are some cool pictures of, of a house. So like if you're, if you've got a new house on the market, you know, you can do a little album of pictures and then say, you know, this is what we've got going on right now and do a couple of hashtags at hashtag awesome house, hashtag won't last long, whatever that is. And, and being strategic with your hashtags too. So you want to come up with a unique hashtag that's unique to your business and then you hashtag these other things that drive traffic to your particular post. So right. for instance, hashtag real estate, hashtag, you know, your city, hashtag, um, cool cars, even though you're not posting cars. Cause people will be like, what the hell? Why is this guy posting, you know, houses when he has hashtag cool cars because they're driving traffic and that's the reason that response you just gave right there is the reason now that you're on this page and then you're like oh well those are cool houses you know so you're driving you're giving value now the other thing too is you want to be thematic about it so you want to have a, a continuous uh, continuity in your content on instagram because you know Everybody that's online has ADD. They say that, you know, if, within three seconds, if you're not capturing somebody's attention with your content, they're going to move on to something else. So it has to be unique or consistent, you know, so it's a, a good thing to do like a combination of posts and video. If you can do all video, then that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. But a lot of people are still afraid of video. So, you know, whatever. So, yeah. But the, you know, so when you're, when you, and so now, so that's Instagram. And the other thing too is you want to be consistent. So once a week, once a month, that's just not going to get it done. I mean, think about it in terms of, um, you know, your favorite TV show that you watch, whatever that you're into game of Thrones or whatever it is that you watch every week. Uh, you know, that's an hour long once a week, but they're doing small little advertisements every single week, every day, five, six, seven, 12 times a day leading up to the uh -huh. next episode. So if you're going to have good viewership of your posts, then you want to do the same thing, you know, small little snippets up to some event that you're going to do. If you're, if you're going to big, do a long post once a week. So, so there's, so there's that. Facebook gets a little complicated when you're going to start posting on Facebook because now in order to get uh, good organic viewership. It's a combination of pictures and text. And, mm. and you can go into, I think there's a, f a few places online where you can look at exactly how their algorithms, because it's all about algorithms on there. So it's all about how to gamify their algorithms to get drive content to the stuff that you're doing. Right. So, and again, it's, it's, you still have to give value, but Facebook is more like, you know, if, if you're doing driving a business, then it's a lot of, lot of Facebook live. So everything that you want to do, if you're going to drive traffic 
if you're do, running it as a business, you want to do lots and lots and lots of Facebook lives because Facebook loves to be the origin of their own content. Right. So that's really the, yeah. the driving force behind, you know, Facebook. And then of course, if you're just, you know, wanted to get more people to like your stuff, you know, then you like other people's stuff then they like your stuff. I'm not a big yeah. fan of the whole reciprocating thing because you're right. not really driving traffic. You're basically trying, trying to give sympathy. Well, I followed you. So <laughs> follow me. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm in a dark, dank hole right now. And so it's like, if you have 10,000, if you're following 10,000 people and then 10,000 people are following you, dude, that's just like a high five, you know? Like, oh, hey, high five. Okay, well, now we're friends. You know, that's, that's not, then you're not giving anything of value. They're just doing that because you're right. like, hey, follow me back. You know, that, I don't think that that's, there's no value in that, in my opinion. I think if, you right. have, if you're consistently driving good content that people want to listen to, then they are going to just organically follow you and want to know, okay, what else is this crazy fool doing next week or whatever it is, you know? Uh -huh. So pick something and just be consistent. The consistency is king with any of this stuff. You know, yeah. if, if you're the, if you are the internet go-to person in your market, then people are going to be like, I don't care what anyone else is doing around here because I'm going to follow this guy and I'm going to give him my business because I know he's going to consistently deliver each mm. every time because he's, yeah. I see what he's doing. He's taken something on social and he's taken it to the nth degree and he's been consistent with it. And I know that if he's consistent with what he's doing, that, it get, that gives him no value, then I know that he'll be consistent with what I'm going to give him if I'm giving him value. So, um, well, yeah, we were kind of talking about that too, though, with, uh, like engagement. Um, we were talking about that yesterday in that, you know, there's the people who just like, just try to get as many people to follow them as they can. So they get this massive following, following, but then when it actually comes to the content they're, that they're creating, there's literally no engagement. So they got like 20,000 followers, but only a hundred people like their stuff. Yeah. That's, that's like, that's just, um, there's no value there because what you're saying is not matching what the audience is looking for or your audience is literally just a bunch of accounts that aren't being used. And that's not going to help anyone. You know, if I'm on Instagram, so for example, when I go on Instagram and I like, like right now I'm, I'm obsessed with Jeeps. So I go through Instagram, I follow a bunch of people who are doing Jeep things. And probably two weeks later I go through and I'm thinking, okay, well this guy literally never posts anything. So I'm going to delete him. This guy doesn't post anything. I'm going to delete him. But this guy, man, he's posting all the time. I'm totally going to keep him on my feed. And then the number of people that I'm following for specifically that niche or that interest completely shrinks down. And I'm only following the people who I find valuable. And the way that they are creating value is by creating engaging content that actually matters to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing too is like, and if you see people that have like three, four, five, six times the amount of followers that you do and they are producing some cool content, you know, then do some R and D man, rip off and duplicate, you know, just do what they're doing, you know, 
and, and just keep doing the same, you know, do, you know, obviously put your own twist on it because people don't want to be like, wait a minute, those are even the exact same posts. Hey, that dude is in that picture. Like, that's not the way that you want to do that because people are going to be like, first of all, I'm confused. Second uh, of all, I don't know why you followed me, you know, because it seems like there's a little bit of a stalker element in Instagram. Like, kinda, like you're yeah. putting stuff on there and then all of a sudden you're like, well, is this crackhead following me right now? Like, this is just weird. Like, and it's, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people following because they want people to follow them back because they're selling something. I mean, there's, I mean, right. almost every single one has some sort of website on there, which is fine. I mean, you know, you could, if you can get good followers and I would say, you know, truly engage with people that have something interesting, you know, send them a PM and figure out what it is that, Hey, thanks for the follow. What's up with, why'd you follow me? You know? Yeah. And if they say, Oh, you put out great, you put out good content. Well, why, why is it good content? Cause I want to continue to grow this, you know? So, and you know, mm-hmm. engage with these folks. I mean, you know, at some point it's, you, you've got to be able to, if you're going to scale out your business, you've got to hire somebody that is, you know, this is their field so that you can, you know, turn these into income producing activities. You don't want to just post yeah. just followers and then have well, no end. It's actually interesting that you say that. So there's kind of not really in real estate, but so there's a brewery right down the road from me called Maxline and its location is terrible. You can't see it from the road. Um, it's well, the road that you can see it from, it's not a, a busy road. Um, it's near some residential areas, but overall, like if you didn't know it was there, you're not going to know it's there. Their beer's okay. But across the three years that they've been open, one of the first things that they did was hire a social media manager. Um, her name's Alicia. She moved down to Chile, I think, to start her own social media marketing company but she literally blew them up so freaking fast only because she knew what she was doing and she created content that invited people. And once Alicia left, it was amazing. Once Alicia left, you could feel the difference in their social media presence. And it actually, even though it had nothing to do with me going there, I was less inclined to go because what I was seeing wasn't what I was used to. It wasn't as engaging. And it didn't create that same feeling that I was getting that they were originally casting off. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's the same for any business, whether you're selling toothpaste or you're selling houses or you're a writer or you have a blog, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, that content that you're creating, that ultimately has to be what your audience is looking for. And you need to match that content with who your audience is. Yeah, absolutely. Like you don't want to, if your if your audience is, you know, thirty somethings, you know, you don't want to have a bunch of guys sitting in suits and leather chairs smoking cigars as you all is your theme, you know. And right. people are gonna be like, I'm confused. Um, I, I didn't realize that they only served whiskey and scotch on the rocks, because I I don't get it. I don't get it. Cause when I go in there, it, it seems like, you know, it's a party in the USA, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see anybody in suits or leather chairs. <laughs> well, there's always that one leather chair in the back with the guy that feels like he's, you know, got lost and needed a place to sit down, you know, <laughs> the king Left of the room, is, right? He's the king of the room, you know, just pointing and staring and going and, you know, winking. <laughs> 
<laughs> not actually having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, what you drinking, man? Uh, soda water? Really? What are you doing here? You know, and it's always the young, the young girl, the young couple that walks up and sees the guy in the back of the room, and they're just walking up and being like, "Are you lost, sir? Uh, you know, can we help you out? Are you okay? Can you walk all by yourself?" The uh, the library is a couple blocks down the street. <laughs> but yeah, so um, you know it. it and, you know, the last thing I want to talk about a little bit is, you know, LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Problem with LinkedIn right now is nobody really knows how to use it for anything other than it's like a, just a static resume. And then they're kind of like yeah. mimicking a lot of Facebook qualities. So they have like a feed now and you can post on there and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, you're catering to professionals by and large. And, you know, it's hard because you don't, you get on some of these platforms and you're like, well, I just don't want it to be another Facebook. You know, right. I want it to be unique to what it is that, you know, what it's intended for. Mm -hmm. And some of these companies get desperate. And so they're like, well, what's popular on, you know, Facebook and what's popular on Instagram is, you know, doing these feeds and live videos and all this stuff. And then it's like, well, dude, I can get feeds and live videos from where, you know, other platforms. So what is the value proposition that you're giving me in this particular platform? So what's really good about Instagram or not, I'm sorry, LinkedIn is that by and large people are skilled professionals on there. So it's almost like a, an indeed with a social aspect to it. And for those of yeah. you that don't know what indeed is, it's a, it's a hiring platform. So if you're looking for people that have, you know, putting out their resumes and stuff like that, you can, um, pay to have alerts made when certain people in a certain career field will post their resumes. So my wife knows when people are going to try to leave on her because they've posted their stuff on indeed and they don't know that there's a social aspect to it and an alert aspect to it. So for those of you out there that are going to try to quit anytime soon, you know, now, you know, so, um, but the thing with LinkedIn is that, you know, you create these connections between people. And so then to get that connection, you can send them a message. And then, so it's, it's a really good way to get a communication with somebody before you ask them for an interview. Cause you can kind of get a feel for their, their type of engagement. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it works really well when you're, you know, doing, um, you know, if you're trying to get people to work, come work for you, you can send them a message, you know, with a couple of feelers. And, you know, if they're not comfortable in the digital environment engaging with people, then you can decide whether you want them to come work for you or not. So those are always uh, good things to do. So if you're, you know, trying to find, you know, sellers, I wouldn't say, in, you know, LinkedIn is a good place to find buyers, but I would say it's probably a good place to find sellers. Because your certain price ranges, people that engage get how it works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these are people that make money and they probably already bought their first house. And so then you can, you know, interact with them and see if you can cultivate some, some activity that way. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where LinkedIn actually plays out because I agree. It feels like another Facebook 
Um, they're trying to do like LinkedIn Live, which of course Facebook already has. Um, and it, it's kind of like an online resume that you can interact with people. And I, I just, I feel like it's too professional um, to the point where it kind of loses that personal aspect to it, which is social media. It's in the globe of social media. So if you're removing that personal aspect and you're trying to be all, you know, hoity-toity and really uptight with who you're presenting yourself as, they're really losing that that depth, that engagement to who you are as a person. You're pretty much blocking that off and only presenting the best possible personality traits of yourself, which honestly isn't good because we're human. We all have flaws. And by having flaws, that actually makes you relatable. Um, one of the things that people really get wrong with social media is, and especially like a, really having a hard time with adopting video into their business plan, they want to be perfect. They want to present themselves as perfect. But what that's really going to do is basically to your audience, they're going to be thinking, oh God, that guy's too perfect. I don't even know if I should talk to him. I can't even relate to him because he doesn't have any flaws and I do. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see where LinkedIn plays out. Ultimately, I'm still hedging my investment on um, Facebook just because it's been around so long. They're the ones innovating. They own Instagram, which is quickly becoming one of the biggest um, secondary social media sources, and it all just feeds together. So it'll be interesting to see where LinkedIn goes. Yeah, and I, you know, when you own a social platform and you, the first thing that's prompted is, would you like to sign in with your Facebook account? You know, you're in trouble. <laughs> Already have lost market share from the very beginning. You know, and it's like, dude, if that's the first thing I think about when I'm going on your social platform, come on. Right. Well, and even then, actually, so like when you're like, so one of the newer things on like websites for like a lead capture, you never see sign in with LinkedIn. Mm -mm. It's sign in with Facebook or sign in with Google. Yep. Never going to be LinkedIn. So I, I want to give LinkedIn the benefit of the doubt. We're still going to be posting our content there. Um, and, you know, hopefully it pays out. But I really, I, like I said, I, I hedge my investment or my bets on Facebook, 100%. Absolutely. And, you know, if, if LinkedIn would have kept the integrity of the original intent of that platform, you know, basically creating this living resume online mm -hmm. and basically just kept it as, okay, I'm going to post my resume on there, my picture, whatever, whatever. You know, and let's say they were like, okay, we're just going to charge a dollar to put this on there and it can be on there forever. And you pay a one, $1 one time, it sits on there forever. And you're like, oh, well, if you want to post a video on here and give some sort of testimonial or some sort of like video resume or whatever that is, do a video, that's a dollar. You know, and just kept it more of like a, a monetary add-on for a... yeah social aspect of a resume right instead of trying to be something else you know because that's what happened what, that's what killed in my opinion what killed linkedin was the fact that it tried to be all this hoity-toity professional stuff and then all of a sudden then tried to compete with facebook and and instagram and all these other places yeah. where it's like no it's like what you really wanted to do is create like a virtual boardroom where, you know, you're the speaker, 
and you're inviting other professionals to come sit in on what it is that you have to offer, mm -hmm. you know, in a way for, for people to get a true sense of who you are without having to like fly you in and do all this stuff to interview you for a particular position or whatever the case is. But instead it's like, Hey, this is so-and-so and I'm a CEO with whatever company. Here's all my stats and stuff like that. Hey, let's talk. Oh, and then check out my feed, you know, and then it all of a sudden it's like you're, it just turned into something else all of a sudden. Like it turned yeah. into, it was kind of, it was, it's almost like when you invite somebody out on the first date and then you want to try to have sex with them the first night without, without getting, you know, without doing anything to get there, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> for dinner, you just really got weird, like really fast. I don't know <laughs> if I'm ready for this commitment. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, and then you want to get married? Like, dude, it's one day. I don't even know your first name yet. You know, like <laughs> that's where I feel like that's what's happened with LinkedIn. It was almost like it's it started off with like, here's my, you know, professional resume, da 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 da. And then all of a sudden it's like, here's my feed. Huh? I'm confused. I don't understand what yeah. it's all about. You know. Whereas like on Facebook, you know, you're like, we're friends first. Oh, let me check out your feed. Okay, now what's your name? You know, like I want to stalk you first and make sure that this is going to be a legitimate date night or not, you know, and then all, and then that way you can decide whether you want to be like, yeah, I could interact with this person, you know? Yeah. And then with Instagram, it's just like completely like, I'm just going to, from afar, I'm just going to stalk you from afar and I don't ever have to engage with you at all because you've already showed me your pictures, you know? And I can go, right. hmm, this person's got eight followers. Yeah, that's a complete waste of my time. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. even in, like, Facebook, like, even though, like, the friends, amount of friends are in there somewhere, but it's still, like, these days it's harder to find because they kind of hide it in there. Yeah. So you, can, you can really get a sense of, like, um, this person's not from my area, you know, they're, they're from somewhere else you know, I saw their first five photos and it's a little weird, whatever onto the next one, you know, mm -hmm. where they don't have, you know, the, if you want to get the info or the stats, you know, it seems like Facebook's really gotten away from the info piece of it. And unless you have like a, a business page. Yeah. So yeah. there you go okay. guys. Let's wrap, let's wrap this thing up. Um, so guys, we're going to be doing some, we're going to be doing this podcast a bit differently. Um, from here on forward. And we're gonna think it's gonna be a lot more valuable to you. It's gonna be a lot more fun for us. And it's just gonna create a more holistic show. Um, so what we're gonna be doing is, we're gonna have a different structure. We're gonna be doing some inside industry news. We're gonna be bringing on guests. We're gonna be really understanding what they're doing to really earn their market share in their area. And that way you can take away different tidbits from what other people are doing from all across the country and hopefully all across the world eventually. Um, so we'll be doing that. Um, and we're going to be rebranding. We're getting a new logo. So we're really revamping this thing up. Uh, it's going to be really Super excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. If our old logo, I actually made in a free vector online thing. So it's time to move past from that. We're on episode 22. Now this thing's getting real. We're bringing some real people on some real guests and we're going to give you some real value, real content. Um, Going forward, if you guys want to be a guest on this, you know, we're not, we're not going to take everyone. We really only want the best of the best. Um, go ahead and shoot me an email, or you can just shoot me something on Facebook. Uh, my email is chris 
www.successagent at gmail.com. Um, you can also reach out to JP, whichever one works, and we'll coordinate, and we'll just kind of go from there. Um, how can people get a hold of you, JP, going forward? Uh, the best thing to do is you can go at www.clickso.com forward slash JP Fluellen. All of my social media platforms are on there. You can just call me directly, uh, 307-772-1184, or you can just email me at james.fluellen at gmail.com. Cool, guys. Everything is going to be in the show notes. Um, just, just right down below. So go ahead and scroll down. Uh, give us a like if you enjoyed this. Definitely give us a share if you find this stuff valuable. Um, and we'd love to get some feedback from you guys because after all, this isn't for us. This is for you. Um, until next time, guys, we'll talk soon. See you later, man.